And welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock. With me, Evan Ryan Lewis. And today's a special day. Ain't that right, Evan? Yes, I was going to say, it's not just another episode of I'll Be the Judge That. It is episode 100 of I'll Be the Judge That. Woo-wee! Yeah. Unbelievable. I, yeah. Did you think we were going to get here to 100? Uh, when we recorded our first episode, no. When we recorded our 99th, I was pretty <laughs> confident. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing this for like two and a half years. We've missed some Tuesdays. We are, we're sorry about that, but... We've we've done a lot of shows, uh, hundred shows. That's roughly six hundred topics. Wild, many many guests, a lot of repeaters. Thank you to everyone who's come on. Thank you to everyone who listens every week. Thank you for being part of the jury. Thank you for voting. Thank you for sending us messages on Instagram. Thank you for sending us emails. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. It's unbelievable the community that is building that we've been building over these years of other people with social anxiety, I guess. And uh, yeah, we love doing it. (laughs) It's amazing that like so many topics just keep popping up and it's all from social anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing too. In the beginning, we were like, how many topics are there? And it took, took me a while to realize, but I really firmly believe that there's infinite number of topics that they're never going to stop. I think one thing that really like um, proved that point is we had an etiquette expert on, and the etiquette expert um, was saying that when cell phones first came out, the etiquette was like, don't bring them into dinners, don't bring them into job interviews, leave them in your car. And now it's like you can text in the movies, basically, and no one really cares. And so like, just to see like how social behavior changes over time, just shows mm. that these topics are going to keep changing and keep showing up. I mean, COVID brought a whole new layer of topics, like people weren't shaking hands, they were bumping elbows, all this stuff. And so just as time keeps going... Um, you know, the topics keep coming and I, I firmly believe that there's an infinite number of topics. Well, well more than for just a hundred episodes, you know, as long as there's still grocery stores, I'll still have (laughs) unlimited topics. Yeah. Uh, if you ever need topics, Adam, just go to the grocery store. Um, but kind of on that same line about how like, you know, social behavior keeps changing and etiquette keeps changing and technology and current events and all these things keep influencing the way we act and what is appropriate behavior and what's not kind of along those same lines. Um, we have something special up our sleeves for episode a hundred and, um, all of our topics, you know, we love getting different perspectives of different people, different ages, different genders, different parts of life. You know, we had my grandfather on who's, Mm -hmm. you know, in his nineties and he went out to dinner with a friend of his and the friend brought their caretaker and he's like, how do I split the bill? You know, does the caretaker <laughs> sit at the table? You know, like he has topics in his 90s. And then likewise, we have people on who are in in college or high school and they have their own topics about, you know, how to behave in, in a fraternity house. And so like all ages, all genders, you know, all walks of life, everyone has topics. But one realm that we haven't really delved into is outside of the United States. All of these topics really have been for, um, you know, American culture, how we see the world. But over the years that we've been doing this, we've had a lot of people, as I was saying, send in topics. By the way, we love when you send in topics. Keep doing that. But over the years, we've had friends of friends or friends of listeners who have people they know or we know outside the country. And they sent topics in. And a 
fair amount of them have sent voice notes in to us, actually. And so what we have done this week is compile those voice notes, and we are going to listen to some topics from around the world this week for episode 100 to see if uh, we can kind of sort through what's correct or incorrect social behavior, not just for us, but for everyone around the world. Well said. Coup de gras. Mic drop. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That was, he, he summed it up in a fucking nutshell. And I'm so stoked to listen to these uh, abroad topics. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to get started here. Um, this first topic comes from Joe in Australia. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Joe calling in from Australia. And, you know, I've been listening for a while. And, yeah, I need to know this. If I'm getting a haircut and I don't like it, can I leave early? Thanks, guys. Let me know what you think. Thank you, Joe. Um, this is longtime listeners of the show know that Adam and I both see the same haircutter. Yeah, so that's we right. Have to, we have to always tread lightly about haircutting topics because she does listen. What's up, Tina? <laughs> um, so what do you think? If you're like not feeling the haircut, can you walk out of it early? That's such an, you know, in my gut reaction right away was like, like what are you going to do with a half half done haircut? So like, well, you'd have to go to not. another. You'd have to go to another haircutter, obviously. Right. But the concept of like that duration in between that, you know, uh-huh. not well done haircut and a great haircut, like uh-huh. I couldn't stomach that. So like right away I was like, what, what, like, what kind of topic is this, you know? And then the more I thought about it, it brought me back to a time where I went into one of those, this was way back in the day before Tina. I went into, what's that hair cut place where like you, you kind of go in, you don't really know who you're going to get. Like, uh-huh. I don't, like I don't fantastic remember what it's called. Or something. Yeah. Or like super cuts or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh-huh. And, and it's, yeah, I, I went to go get a haircut and at the time the thing was like, you know, that the high shaved head mm-hmm. with like the comb over, like kind of mm-hmm. straight out of that, that, uh, show Peaky Blinders type look. Mm-hmm. And this woman, and I felt the razor was like m- not on the side of my head anymore. It was like very much at the top of my head. But I, she had my back turned toward the mirror. So I, I just, I'm doing this off feel. And so I asked her, I said, hey, do you mind turning me around? She turned me around and I got ha- half a haircut. Like, mm-hmm. like half my head was shaved. Like literally almost in half, straight down, one side was shaved. Like she missed the boat. So I was like, missed the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, I wanted to leave. I really did. I like, there, there's no solving what she did. I have to now shave my whole head. And <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But I think now in this mature age, mm-hmm. I would say, what the f- do you think you're doing? You know? And what I if you got cut? Me? What if you got cut and there was like, you know, your ear was bleeding? I think that's an occupational hazard just by Would walking. Would you stay in and let I them mean, finish and risk your other ear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten my ear cut before. It happens. Doesn't bother you. I mean, it, uh, it, it's one of those. <clears throat> yeah. Ouch. Resident dating expert Jack Paulson might not even remember the story, but when we were little kids, 
he uh i can't remember if he got his ear cut or if it was just a bad haircut but his mom was like we're out of here and they went no to a way. second yeah they went to a second haircutter to finish because it was going to be that bad did they pay i don't know the details of that story so like that's what i'm wondering is like do you still pay mm. we got to try to reach back out to to joe in australia and get him so, like, I get the concept, and I get it. If it's a bad cut, and you're like, "Listen, like, let's let's walk out before the, the it's truly damaged." I, I do you pay half, maybe? Yeah, like a half done haircut. Yeah, I don't know if I would leave. I don't know if I could leave. If it's that bad, you can tell it's going to be that bad. You would sit there and just take a horrible haircut because if you catch it early enough, you could probably still salvage it and go somewhere else. <laughs> Well, the the thing with like, you know, I've been going in the same hairstylist for so long that like I know her very well. So I would tell her like, hey, 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 like let's layer this thing up a little bit more, or like the back's too long, or like mm-hmm. I, you know, I give some direction, and I and I think that they like that. I don't know. Like obviously, you want the customer to be happy when they leave, so they could like brag about it and rock that haircut, but. If it's gone too far, like not salvageable by that hair cutter, yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like the this is a great topic because the questions: Can you? And yes, you can. I I can't. I can't. Anxiety stomach that. Not a okay. chance. I think you can as well. But like like I was saying, you have to do it at a point where the next hair cutter you go to could salvage it still. So, but would yeah, you, I think though? you can. Yeah, I totally would. Is it yeah. does that abide by the ear the ear cut? If I got my ear cut early in the haircut, I would probably not want to finish the haircut. Really? You'd be like, ow. Yeah. All right, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Yeah. Uh okay. Next great topic, topic, Joe. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone uh, for sending in and just like it's amazing that we have listeners all over the world. It's cool, like on the back end on the analytics, you can see where the uh, listeners come from. And it's cool now to see how many countries have been uh, subjected to this uh, podcast. Aren't we the 15th most listened to podcast in Poland? There was one time where we had like, we had a ton of hits from some random Eastern European country. It might've been like a bot attack or like a mistake, but there was a period where we were just like going off in one of those, (laughs) one of those countries, which was, which was fun. Baron C they're out there. They got nothing to do, but listen to judge pod. Yeah. Okay. This next topic comes to us from Mexico. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, my name is Mariano. I'm from Mexico city. And my topic is when you're in a store and you go and pay for something and someone asks, did anyone help you? Mm, what did they actually mean? Like, uh, am I really supposed to remember the name of a person that helped me like for a split second? Is it actually rude not to remember? I mean, how much information am I supposed to retain about a person that I barely looked at? Is saying something like the girl with the black straight hair detailed enough? Is it even polite? It makes me feel so anxious. Thank you, Mariano. That's a great topic. It's so funny how the topics are everywhere. This just happened to me. Um, where This is hysterical. This just happened to me where I was in a store and they asked, like, did someone help you? I said, yeah. And they said, who? And I like, didn't really know. Like, how do you describe someone? And like, I, if they do get commission or like do get credit, like I wanted them to get the credit for it. 
you know right. and then i'm like fumbling for my words and they're like was it uh you know like and i'm like <laughs> how, like like well, how do you even you know I, I, that's, I can't, we, we got to get one of those, you know, store clerk on the, on the, on the horn here because I, I'm dying to know, like, is the person at the grocery store getting commission for telling me what avocados <laughs> smell nice? Like, uh-huh. what are we doing? Like, I, uh, what's happening? Is it the floor guy that's just running around going, those shorts look good on you? And I got to be like, all right, Joey over and, you know, I'll D to help me out here. Like, uh-huh. what's the policy? You know what's funny? They really need one of those police lineup things where you can like look through the one way glass. You know, mm, like they all yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. And you're no, like number four. It, <laughs> it would be great if there was like a yearbook of employees, and there was like the pictures, just headshots, right? And you're like, it was, and then you point to one on the wall, and you're like, right, yeah, row three, fourth guy in. Because there's a lot of descriptors that you really can't use in today's day and age. This again might be cultural here in the United States, but. There's a lot of things like you just you wouldn't want to call someone like you can't say like the fat one or the bald one or there's certain things like you just can't say. Right. Even man and woman today, you know, there's a subset of people out there that you don't even want to wade into that. You know? <laughs> Maybe. Not in L.A., maybe in Mexico, but not in L.A. Yeah, we, and then they're like, it's the one with the mustache, and you're like, I wasn't really paying such close attention to the mustache, you know? Like, right. like how big of it, like, even though it was just happened, like, you don't, like, when someone starts asking these questions, you really just don't know. Well, I, you know, if somebody did an extraordinary job to, like, helping me, like, I, I was struggling or they went out of their way or something i i would typically ask like what's your name even if they have a name tag and i mm. introduce myself i do hi i'm at you know nice to meet you and thank you very much and then if i'm at the checkout and they're not you know did somebody help you yes yeah, somebody helped me but like they weren't memorable enough so i just, I just say no 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 i have self-help self-help <laughs> why do you think but i'm I want checking them to get out the self-help books yeah <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody help you? No, I'm literally buying a self-help book. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they did a great job, sure. If not, like, do you think it's just a roulette for that, for the cashier? No, I think if they're asking, they want to know because they get either like commission or they're at least tracking their sales at the end of the month. They can say like, okay. That's what I mean. You think like the cashier kind of has like full autonomy. Mm, Did somebody help you? So, yeah. yeah, it was Steve. And then they go, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, Mariana, Mariana gave me, uh, you know, bought drinks last week. Uh, it's going on. Uh, and I was like, yeah, great. Steve did yeah, a great job. That's, Click Mariana. Yeah, that's a great question. I really have no idea how that works, but it's a it's a phenomenal topic. I'm not really sure what the topic is. The topic, I think we, we've actually done a variation of this is like, how do you describe someone, right? Like, yeah. like, do you, like how, how in detail do you actually go? Because especially at a store like Foot Locker, they're all wearing the referee jerseys. Right, can't be like right, the guy right. in the referee jerseys. Like, yeah. what are we do- talking yeah. about here? Yeah. I, I, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to handle that. I think you have to be like as all-encompassing <laughs> as possible and be – don't use any granular details. You can say like the person over there in that section, you know, and like mm, not take any right. chances. Just like a macro description of the location more so than the, like the, the person's like, you know, she kind of had an attitude. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Linda. Uh-huh. Yep, that's definitely yeah. Linda. Or you could yeah. do things that make no sense and be like, 
he had a very positive aura about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only in LA. Yeah. That thing doesn't play anywhere else. Uh, like, yeah, he was rub- yeah. rubbing crystals in the evening. Now, the uh, yeah. I, I think what you shouldn't do is descriptions of um, religion, nationality, or no. color of their skin. Those are no. no. Or really you know. like um, obesity, I don't think you should do. Age, I don't think you should do. It, can you say younger or older? Uh, uh, I don't know. Younger I don't place know. for some reason. You could say younger, yeah. you can't say older. Yeah, but then the person at the teller could like totally go to you and be like, how much older? Like 50s, 60s, 70s? You're like, whoa, right, whoa, yeah, whoa. You're, you're, like, not say, you're not saying older. No. No. Uh-uh. No. That's a good one, Mariana. I like that one. Yeah, that's a, t- that's a tough one. <laughs> Okay, let's. Uh, this next one comes to us all the way from France. Let's take a listen. Hi, I'm Vinny. I'm calling from Paris. I've been listening for a while, and I have a topic for you guys. Can you use a selfie stick at the dinner table with other people there? Let me know. I would love to know what your opinion is. Bye. Okay, thank you, Vinny, for that one. Um, I don't think you can really use a selfie stick anywhere. Am I crazy? I, I hate those things. <laughs> I mean, it, it, as the blanket statement, no selfie stick. I yeah. I think maybe if you're outside, it could work. If you're in like a national park, you're at like Disneyland, like that kind of thing. Right. But at a dinner, right. at a dinner, like what do you need the, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hard no on the selfie stick at dinner. Um, you know, in a previous episode, I actually watched a woman at dinner trying to take a selfie alone and Mm -hmm. I was so distraught by the situation that I helped to take the photo. And so I guess like my follow-up topic for that question would be like, can you as a fellow patron ask the person, do you want me to just take the photo for you? That's what I was going to say. At a restaurant, you can ask the waitstaff to take your photo and you can direct them how you please, you know? Right. Waiters right. are basically selfie sticks at this point in our world history. <laughs> Especially with like other people at the table. Like, like how, how? No, no, no. And what are you doing? Planting the selfie stick like on top of your bolognese? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you, you're yeah. gonna knock over your martini, and you know, now you're over here doing <laughs> doing selfies for for what? Because yeah. the cork wall on the side or a nice view, like get somebody to help you. I agree. Long sticks and meal don't go together. If you're like getting ready to go to dinner and you're like grab your jacket, grab your purse, and then a long stick, I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. one of these things doesn't right. belong here. <laughs> do you think that that uh, do you think that some people bring a bigger bag with them to carry that long stick? <laughs> like rolling with like a suitcase especially no, like France. i was gonna br- i was gonna bring this like chanel bag but instead i went with this backpack because uh-huh. i have camera equipment yeah like a light and a remote france they seem to care so much about <laughs> dining too i would imagine that's like a what an american invention the selfie stick no right um so can you use a selfie stick at dinner adam eagle rock absolutely not i'm a no as well but merci beaucoup to Vinny for uh, listening and sending in a topic. Okay, next topic. We are shifting continents here and going Ooh. all the way to South America. Here's one wow. from Argentina. 
Okay, so the issue is that many of us don't earn that much money in, from our jobs. And that's another thing that we are uh, thinking about right now because the list of gifts that they included in the wedding invitation, we uh, know that they are not aimed at us, you know? We think that they are aimed at the room's family, for example, because they are very wealthy. So we don't know which amount to choose because on one hand we say okay she's organizing this huge party she's spending a lot of money and maybe we should give uh, them we should send uh, a lot of money you know in return uh, but on the other hand we say okay but this is my reality and i can't send you that much money you know <laughs> so we don't know what to do and i think it's an important detail that she's not one of my closest friends and I don't know, I think it's a good topic uh, for the podcast, but I don't know if it's applicable to you guys as Americans. I don't know how you do these stuffs. Okay, thank you. That one came from uh, Josefina in Argentina. And I think if I could like boil this down, it's like, how do you decide how much money to give a bride and groom for their wedding? Because I think like how wealthy the family is or like how much the wedding costs for some reason, I think that does come into play. And I think the more money the family has, the more you have to give. Am I crazy about that? I I, I actually disagree entirely. I disagree. Oh, interesting. I, okay. I think that, I mean, it's the it, 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 key point of the topic was was the lack of of closeness that they had with each other right it's like she did say they that yeah they were not you know if this was like there's two ways to skin the cat if you will there's the the first way is like no matter how close you are right if you and I, if you go to get married and you're over there rolling in that podcast money right you're just rolling and dumping. <laughs> you throw that like mm-hmm. epic 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 wedding and then you invite me and you know that like you actually collect 99% of the podcast dough and I collect 1% that you know I'm not really like rolling in it. You should have an expectation that like I'll get you a toaster of it, you know? But mm-hmm. is if you throw this extravagant party and I'm not that close to you and then you invite me, one, thank you for the invite. Two, I, I've given pretty shitty gifts to people i'm pretty close with okay mm-hmm. all right if i'm if i'm flying hit dock on the gift if i if i have to rent a car dock on the gift if i'm dock Ubering, means making the value of the gift I'm re- lower that's correct i'm reducing the value of the gift based on See, how i think that plays into it too if it's like in town if it's in la and i just drive there then like if i have to spend a couple thousand dollars in airfare and hotels and everything else just to get there that's i right. feel like the same way it's going to affect the value of the gift like my presence moving my body across the country is like a gift in itself at this point right i see i agree with that and then as we're talking about this, I re- remember, uh, you know, previous guests of ours, his name is Dave. He's from Nashville. He got invited to this wedding one time and it was off the coast of Italy on an island where they paid for his flight, the stay on the freaking yacht. And mm-hmm. it was a wedding on another yacht. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> meals were included. Yeah. And it, it's like, do they I really can't need imagine- his toaster? At that point, he can't, but he can't show up to that paying, you know, 80 bucks. Like, right. 
that I get, maybe this is like the type of question that she's asking is like, yeah, in that situation, like, and you don't really have the money. Like, do you just RSVP no to this epic uh-huh. party and adventure because you can't afford the gift? It's like a white elephant. Yeah. Not a white elephant. Yeah. She, she did say the wedding was extravagant, but you know, it's, it's maybe it is interesting. Like if you think about the cost per person for a wedding, like if you show up and it's like in the parents' backyard and, and like they cared it with Chipotle, like, that only maybe costs, you know, 10 bucks a head. But if you go on to the yacht, on the yacht, on the yacht, et cetera, you know, all the food piles up. You're like, wow, this might have been a couple hundred dollars a head. Like, do you have to like, maybe that's why you want to give a bigger gift, the more extravagant the wedding? Because like to cover your costs, is that anything to do with it? I First off, there was no way it was a couple hundred. I think it was like 20 to 30,000 a head. In that case, do they really even need a gift from you at all? Like... Which is like the irony of the whole thing. It's the irony, like this. It's it's a very ironic topic there from Argentina. That's a it's a was it Chile? Was Argentina? Argentina. Yeah. Really ironic. You know, the more extravagant the party, the less they. I think they need the gift. Right. I mean, I think the struggle really falls down the, the middle of the fairway type type parties. You know, the ones that were like. You know, the food was terrible, but the venue, wow. Like, what right, do I bring, right. you know? Do you bring a blank check to the wedding? And you're like, let's see how many members there are in this band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And all the sides, so, yeah. Somebody's up there just like plugging in their iPhone, you know, and you're, in the, right. yeah, you may fill in 20 bucks, but if you got 14-piece band with violins, right? I mean, if strings are out there, you're getting Money's another in. 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to run to the bank and get a cashier's check as a violin player. You ever go to a wedding and, and hand in your card with the money in it and then see the band and then have to go find the, the uh, you know, the, the MC to be like, hey, you mind if I get my gift back? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had strings. <laughs> what do you think about a group of friends pooling the money together and saying, I'll throw in 50 you throw in 100, you throw in 500, whatever, you throw in 20, and then 10 friends are like, here's the lump sum, and we don't tell you how it was divided. Well, you know my answer to that, pal. You know my huh. answer to that one. Because <laughs> of your birthday my, gift? Yeah. Damn right. I think it's the smartest thing you could ever do. Adam, oh, for his so birthday, wanted a uh, espresso maker that was like around $1,000, if I remember. And he asked me, to ask a group of like 20, 30 people, some of whom I have never met, some of whom I didn't have their numbers, to pitch in. And I didn't tell anyone, I told everyone what the total value of the gift was, but I didn't specify a number. I said, hey, do you want to throw in 10? You want to throw in 20? You want to throw in 200? Like, you know, and we raised the money. And I don't think I ever told you how much each person pitched in, right? No, no. Yeah. It's a funny concept. <laughs> Well, I, I still, I mean, I'm appreciative of this because I think that you took a lion's share of that. Um, you know, you think more, I paid more, a lot of it? I, you either paid the most or you actually made money off this endeavor. <laughs> it's one or the other. There is no, you paid 50 bucks straight, you know, straight down the fairway here. No, I think you either made money off my friends or you paid the most. And either way, I felt like I a. Love it. I felt like a politician, you know, when you have like the those call centers where you're calling to like raise money for like a candidate or whatever. 
Because <laughs> I didn't know these people. I'm like, hey, how's it going? My name's Evan, and I'm here calling on behalf of Adam Eagle Rock, who really wants a nice espresso maker. This is a great espresso maker. He's really going to enjoy it. If you could just pitch in 20, 30 bucks. It would really... And they're like, who is this? Like, what, are you... what is this number? Like, how do you know me? I still think it's the greatest concept. Like, yeah, I heard you were that in to me, and I, and I thought it was like, so brilliant, but they do that now on like these wedding registries. They have these, you know, would you like to, to, to donate into this fund? You know, my biggest pet peeve, honestly, with the wedding gifts is, is, you know, who bought what and how much it was. That drives me nuts. It just drive really, you know, like, and you know me, like when I get married, I'm going to have a full Excel sheet. I'm going to know everything. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. Okay. So let's put a bow on this. Um, mm. how do you decide how to give for a wedding? What are the main factors? I mean, if you don't have money and you're not creative, like I'm going to make you a blanket or something. I think you just, you, you gotta, you gotta do what you can. Plus you get, think about it this way. Is this a, a repeat party, right? Is this like a, Hey, they're doing this for their 28th birthday. Yeah. You should probably come out of pocket as much as you can because if 30 is going to be insane right <laughs> but if this is like a w wedding you know the, you should be playing the odds here like this is one and done like you could get away with 50 bucks and call it a day like who cares okay and i for some reason think the more extravagant the wedding the more you have to give as a gift and i don't think it makes sense but that's how i feel okay we have one left. This one comes from the Middle East in Israel. Um, this is actually a friend of uh, Captain Collins who he told about the podcast. And this guy listened to like every single one, like binge the whole show. And then oh, um, got my number and started sending me like lots of topics. I try to pick the best one. Um, I love accents. Apparently his mom or his dad, I can't remember which one is from South Africa. So that's... Uh, why he has this accent, but here is Eitan in Israel. Had another idea. So let's say we're going out for a beer together and you know, doesn't matter who bought the first round. Maybe it was me, maybe it was you. And I'm just super thirsty, you know, I've just pounded that pint of beer and my partner is sitting there and you know, you've gone through half a drink. So what do I do now? I want to buy another round. So do I go and buy two of them? Do I go and buy only me one? Uh, do I ask the table, hey, is anybody ready for another round? And that causes a weird situation if I bought the first round. So what is your take on that, guys? Okay, love this topic. I uh, He actually sent this to me a while back, and I've been sitting on it. But I think about mm. this all the time. I think this is hysterical. I think this really applies to everyone all over the world. Because you do drink at different amounts. And like, you know, a liter or whatever, a, whatever a pint, whatever you the size of a beer is like, it's kind of an arbitrary amount. Like maybe you want half, maybe you want two, maybe you want three. Like why is it that we have to all get the second round, the third round at the same time? What do you do in this right. situation? Well, it, you know, the thought of you being thirsty, right, probably means that you're more eager to buy the first round, if you yeah. will. Like he meant thirsty, like you're in the mood to drink, not like you're actually thirsty. That was like his way of saying, like I want to. Oh, back. <laughs> well, that changes everything for me in my yeah. head. Right, because sometimes uh, you like sit down at a bar and you're like, "All right, I'm in the mood to drink," and you like kind of drink your beer quickly, and like the other person is like not on the same zone; they've only drinking a quarter of the beer, and then it's like you're in this awkward situation. Like, 
do you buy another one for yourself? Do you buy another round and leave them with two full ones? And you know, like how does this, you have to wait for them if you bought the first round. I, I think that you go, you ask around and you say, does anybody want a second round? I'm, I'm going up to get it. And also if I drank back in the day when I was drinking, I like drinking when other people were drunk too. Or like, you know, going after just as hard as I was. So by me like buying, you know, a second round and kind of forcing it on someone, having it sit mm-hmm. in front of them, mm-hmm. could be a move to like enhance the whole night. But you don't think it's rude to them that they have like three quarters of a beer and then you put another beer right next to them? If you're going out with like the the the, the team, the guys, the girls, whatever to drink... I don't think that's rude. If you're at, well, let's like say a you're dinner, just like, let's say you're just like catching up with a buddy on like a Thursday and you go out for a beer after work. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, hey, do you want another one? I'm going to go mm. I'm gonna get one. Do you want another one? I think that's fine, but the concept of like you paying for the first round. And if the question right. is like to, who pays for the second round and you're yeah. just getting after it, I think that you got to go, you got to go two two back to back and then have one, and then be like, hey, I, I don't know. You got to go two back to back. And yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of like your thing about about just saying like, hey, do you want another one? Like, I'm feeling a little thirsty, as, as Aton said. Uh, but <laughs> I, it is awkward, especially if you paid for the first one. Then it's like, then you're off kilter, you know? Like, I kind of like the like things when things are even. Right. Well, so does your wallet. But... You know, that if you, so don't go pounding drinks if you want things to be even Stevens over here. I mean, it sounds like this guy, Aethan, over there in uh, Israel is really, you know, letting loose. So I, I would be weary yeah. of going out to drink with this guy, all right? Or at least, yeah. you know, slow play your first drink so he buys you two. That's what I would yeah. do. Yeah, it's true, actually. If you ever go out to drinking with Aton, just drink slow and then you won't have to pay for a drink the rest of the night. <laughs> right. You always be one behind them. It's great. Okay. So how do you rule on that one? You say that you buy yourself the second round and not the other person. Yeah. I think you, you, you get up, you make the move. There is no like discussion about it. You don't wait for the other person to start a story. If you're thirsty, you go, Hey, you want another? I'm going up to get it. And they go and they will look down and then you got that awkward time when they go, well, I just got this. I have a full drink here. And be like, well, you got to pick up the pace, pal. And like walk away. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think uh, I think that you could buy yourself just one drink, but you could offer. And if they want one, I think you kind of have to buy another round, even though you bought the first I wanna one. Know, I want to know what happened with Aton. I want to know what he yeah. did. What was his I kind of want to know what happened with all of these. Um, I'm curious to know what happened with the wedding. I want to know if Joe got his haircut. So that will do it for Border Patrol from Israel to France to Mexico City to Australia to Argentina, all over the world. There are topics. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening to all these topics. Thank you so much for contributing. Thank you to all the guests, all the repeat guests, all the weekly listeners. Uh, We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I have one more thing to say. As we're over here thanking everyone. I'd like to thank my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. Everyone, pause for a minute and just, can you recognize this guy's work ethic? He walks around constantly thinking, (laughs) can you do that? Thank you. And thank you, Adam. Um, I think that people may not realize that we used to do this 
before we had a podcast we would call each other up and just be like can you do this can you not and like the concept was pretty much the same it was just a phone call um between the two of us so it's really cool that uh people listen now so we're gonna take a little break for the summer maybe go visit some of these people around the world um but we Mm. will be back in the fall with some brand new episodes of i'll be the judge of that thanks for listening everybody adios